Welcome to the Shed Some Light podcast, a platform designed to guide you back into loving yourself. I'm Sarah Moncrief, self-love specialist, spiritual teacher, and your host. Let's dive in. On today's episode of the Shed Some Light podcast, I will be joined by Jess Sanchez. We are going to shed some light not only on her and her personal self-love journey, but also together on the strength of softness, finding the space to really listen to your inner guide and listen to your soul. And I just encourage everyone to listen all the way through because there are some really amazing nuggets and keys in this episode. I really hope you enjoy. Let's dive in. Okay, so welcome back to the Shed Some Light podcast. I'm here with Jess Sanchez, and this is such a bittersweet experience for me because um, she's been in Colombia for a very long time. We haven't really been able to spend time together, and now we will before you move back to Colombia. <laughs> That's why we're going to make the most of it. Yeah, that's right. Oh, thanks so much for having me here. I love it. I'm really excited to just talk shop and um, <laughs> spend some time with you because, yes, it's always such a blessing. So very grateful to be here. Yay. Yay. So tell me <laughs> first and foremost about Colombia. Oh, man, it's magical. I always feel like, uh, you know, like uh, an ambassador. I really am. Like, I'm so proud to be from there. It's such a beautiful place. Um, and it's just been uh, just crucial for this period in my life to spend time there because it's just been able, I've been able to just do a lot of healing and a lot of like reconciling and a lot of um, just, you know, realizing what's serving me and what's not serving me and cutting being able to cut through the bs cut through the distractions and just cut through all the things that kept me from really seeing who i really am so i am eternally grateful for being there for having a home there um for the energy that it's given me for the peace that it's given me and also for the the disturbance it's caused in me to to <laughs> now you know take these take these really bold moves of like leaving my life here in Toronto and setting up a new one there so very exciting don't know what's gonna happen but I'm grateful to be going back it's it's amazing yeah, it's really beautiful do you feel like being there mixed with the pandemic and having everything kind of slow down had you be able to really go inward in that very profound way yes oh and I think that the pandemic really did that for a lot of people you know I think for, for sure. a lot of people that were willing or able to uh stop not just I mean we all had to stop physically um but stop also emotionally and mentally just to give yourself a minute uh to really take inventory 
of what's what's what you know um but yes definitely i'm very blessed because you know as you know like my home in colombia i live in the mountains i live with my eight dogs uh i have all of my i have my art studio there and anything that i could possibly want to do and make i can so i have the space and the resources to do it there so yes it really helped to um to cut out all the unnecessary um, noise, mm-hmm. you know, but then you're, f- you're faced with your own noise and right. whoa, that's a whole other, <laughs> that's a whole other journey, which I was very much willing to embark. And um, again, I just, I'll, I'll, I'll be saying I'm grateful for a lot of things, but really I am truly grateful for, for, for uh, having the opportunity to just face myself, you know. There's this one quote that I really love. It's, you know, uh, go within so you don't go without. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those, and I really lived it. It's like, oh, man, oh, wow, okay, so here we are. And then you start to realize, like, every answer that you could possibly need or want, you already have. It's just a matter of being able to stop, mm-hmm. pause, and then from there, understand where you need to go and be able to listen. You know, I hear a lot of people uh, feeling guilty uh, to not do anything. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm being productive. And I, I get that. I get that sentiment. I'm a busy bee. I like to go, 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 go. My pace is fast. A lot of my friends are always like, yo, girl, chill out. I was like, I can't. I need to do more. You know, I'm constantly doing a lot of things, but now looking back I'm like but what really was I doing I was just like making myself busy for the sake of it so that that can then tell myself before going to bed oh yeah you did a lot but really I did nothing that was actually serving me so when I look at it now I'm like taking the time to rest I am doing so much for myself because it is then in those moments of rest that you're able to then um, allow your spirit if you want to call it your spirit, your energy, your creative force field to show up and sh- let 100%. you know what it is that you actually are supposed to do instead of just trying to like just frantically do work because, you know, society, society tells you that you need to be productive and you're only productive if you're constantly producing and if you're constantly productive, then you're a value. Totally. And I think that if we did more of like the right things for us, we would have to do less things total. Absolutely. Because I think there's just like certain things that you put your energy in that really create the mark that you're hoping to Mm -hmm. create in society. And a lot of times that gets missed. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, You. The thing is like in order to know what you should be doing, what the right thing is for you, what the most serving thing is for you, um, you need a moment of pause. Yeah. You have, we, we are always so erratic and so moving so quickly and constantly reacting. And we don't value that negative space, mm-hmm. that pause. But if anything, like if you're over cluttered with stuff, like it doesn't <laughs> look good anymore. It doesn't, what is that there? But if the negative space between one picture frame and your sculpture or, you know, that it creates the room for those things to really show up and look really good. Mm-hmm. And we don't value that enough in our own in our own existence. We're constantly trying to fill it up. 
I was constantly, constantly trying to fill it up with more, 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 more. I got to do more. I got to move. I got to do this. I got to Whoa. Yeah. Chill out, Jess. <laughs> chill out, whoever's listening. Just chill out. Breathe. It's, it's a really beautiful thing to just chill out. Yeah. And so productive. It's so effective. So the lies that we've told ourselves that, no, you have to be productive, that is, it's a lie. It's not real. Well, and like on top of that, a lot of what I feel comes with it is this one size fits all society that we have been trying to create. It's like, oh, you want to be successful? Like here is the building blocks to any success. And no sleep, you know? <laughs> it's 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 crazy. Which it's is really actually crazy. like the most unsuccessful thing. For your body, for your health, for longevity, for sustainability. Yeah, it's it's impossible. Sure you can get a lot more done if you don't sleep, but at the end of the day, like at what cost? Yeah. You know? So it's where are you putting value in and also understanding that there's so much value in you as a person and things that don't have a, a tangible um, price or, you know, like a, a, a monetary value to it. There's so much value in, in, in untangible, intangible things. Yeah. And I think like this has been one of my favorite things in life is giving people access and power to their intangible things so when you said like if you believe in your spirit or soul or whatever you want to call it but that little spark that's in there that's not something that we can really comprehend Mm -hmm. in the physical world yeah you know the fact that we're not just like robotic Mm -hmm. thank god imagine (laughs) It'd be pretty terrifying. God, no. Yeah, no. No, no. I want to talk like a robot right now, but I won't. Um, <laughs> such a nerd. Uh, no, no, no. There's like that spirit. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be able to do any of the things that I do without it, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's taken me a while to realize, oh, you just have to give yourself some time to exercise it to allow it to come up to allow it to show up and not repress it you know like anything you want you want muscles you got to work at it like you want to do something you got to work at it you got to practice and it takes practice and but practice with being while maintaining a a level of kindness and gentleness with yourself that will just like expedite the process if you're really in a hurry to get there be kind to yourself how did you take on the practice of tenderizing i'll call it Mm -hmm. when you know like you're a very extroverted like boisterous person Mm -hmm. but yet like what i see in you today that i didn't see in you two years ago is this very soft and tender version of yourself as well and how did you give yourself permission to Mm. like lean into that especially when what we're talking about is a world that's asking for more from each of us all the time yeah how did you like surrender to that process yeah well thank you for seeing me in this softness (laughs) because it, it is I it's something that I have been working on and something that I've been working on very diligently um I think the surrender came after I made myself really sick, Mm. you know, you and sometimes, unfortunately, as humans, we operate under these these premises that we self impose. And then it's not until we hit a wall really hard that we were forced to stop and be like, okay, this is not working anymore. Mm hmm. 
okay and then I think it's like after I like I was just not feeling myself anymore I'm like I can't even I I don't feel like me I don't this is this is so weird and um I always felt like I you're as you said I'm a very like big personality I'm out there I have a lot of energy and I'm willing to do all that but the more I did it the more I felt like it was too much I'm like this is weird I couldn't really show up the way I wanted to because I always felt like I was taking up too much space or it was like too much for people and then the more that I felt that I couldn't be me the more I realized that I wanted to be more and I was like so it was like this constant struggle and this pull and resistance of like well, then where do I fit in all of this, you know? And then you start like just really stressing yourself out. Then the pandemic hit and then I, and then I realized, wow, life really is nothing like how I envisioned it to be. Like it could all be taken away like that. Our whole routine, our whole way of existence just completely changed. So that means that I have to change too. Like I can't continue on this because this is not adding up. It's not adding up. <laughs> and so I gave myself permission to just, you know what? I'm going to just listen to what intuitively feels right. And what felt right at the moment was like, I'm going to go back to Colombia because there's no point of me being stuck in my apartment during this whole thing. Yeah. I have a home in the mountains with my mom. I'm just going to go mm-hmm. and not feel guilty about it. And so I did that. Key. You know, very key because guilt is the most useless emotion that you could possibly ever practice or experience. It's ridiculous. And I did it for many, many years. So no judgment if you're feeling that right now, but it's useless. Yeah. Um, And so I had been doing therapy like once a week with my therapist. Shout out to Allison. She's amazing. Um, And I've just been I'd been doing that. And the more that I was in Colombia by myself and really just kind of like facing myself, I things just again the pause the pause not being distracted by a lot of things and just then just really seeing myself I was like wait a minute oh like I don't need to do anything for anybody anymore all I need to do is just focus on what's making me feel good and it's not about being self-serving or just like doing your you know or selfish but you kind of have to in order to heal Mm -hmm. like you really have to put your priorities first and I feel like there's a sense of guilt again always that guilt of like if I put myself first and what does that say about me you know but no that means that you love yourself and it became clear that I wasn't loving myself enough Mm -hmm. there was a very superficial like oh yeah I look good in this and like oh I love the way I do this or wow I'm so good at that but really do I love myself in all of my all of my levels and all of my facets and all of the like all of the many layers and shapes and forms that I come in and that I present myself in and just allowing it to exist you know and allowing it to show up without the judgment of like this being good or not and so when that being able just allowing myself to to show up and then I became very adamant about not judging myself anymore I'm like I'm going to stop doing this right because I also recognize that I've been doing it forever and I also started seeing the pattern of when I'm constantly judging myself well I know what's going to keep happening I'm just going to perpetuate that same cycle so it was uh two things stop judging myself or judging anything what good or bad 
stop doing that yeah it's either now what i say is like does this serve me or does this not serve me and maybe at one point what was good will be bad and what was bad will be good i don't know but stop using those labels right it's no more good or bad that doesn't exist because once you get into good or bad then you're judging and once you judge then you'll feel guilt and then you go into that same cycle all over again so i dropped those those labels of good or bad um and started using serving non-serving and then i started really the one thing that really helped me to to kickstart that was uh i kept on saying to myself every day get out of your way get out of your way jess get out of your way because I knew that I was the one always creating more resistance to a lot of things you know Mm -hmm. so if and by what I mean by get out of your way so it was like if I would normally say yes I'm like okay I'm gonna say no now or if I normally said no I would say yes I was just trying to break patterns that I could recognize in myself that I constantly had so I'm like what would be the complete opposite of what I normally do and then I would go that way. So getting out of my way was like, get out of the same freaking pr- pattern that you're constantly putting yourself in. Go the complete opposite and see where that takes you. Do you feel like having the stillness and accessing like a deeper part of yourself gave you the courage to make those changes? So to like abrupt your patterning by saying, okay, I'm, I would normally say no to this and I'm going to say yes. Do you feel like the courage came naturally or was it something that you had to actually consciously confront? Oh, I had to consciously confront that. Absolutely. I think that um, I think everything requires a conscious effort. But once we get into the practice of it, it becomes a lot easier. But pausing, meditating is not easy. Mm -hmm. It's simple. Yeah not easy yeah uh, but the creating a, a space for myself to pause and do the things that really I know are important and of value to me um, and allowing myself to do that without any judgment that is what ha- that gave me the courage and the more that I did it the more that things became clearer and the more that I just chilled and took some uh, two minutes for deep breathing it doesn't take that much it's not like this you have to go into like deep meditation for 45 minutes if you do that that is amazing because those that has its own rewards but if you're just starting like it it doesn't require much except for you to create a space for you to not have to think or worry about anybody else and if that's just like breathing for a couple of minutes i personally need to like work out every day moving my body is very important there's this beautiful arab proverb that says in movement there is blessing and like it is that has always rung like it resonates so much with me because and whatever that movement is like right now i'm crazy into like weightlifting oh i love it so much (laughs) i feel so empowered um but that's not for everybody um i also love yoga but i also like going on walks and i also like going in the pool and like floating whatever like any kind of movement that gets Mm -hmm. you out and kind of like disturbs the natural or not the natural like your your just your emotional state at the moment however you can just shake it up and move a blessing always follows that you feel a release you feel like a shift it's like ooh. so whatever that looks like if it's meditation active meditation reading a book writing the morning pages has always been like a really lifesaver mm. for me just waking up and like have making your coffee your tea your orange juice whatever sitting down and allowing yourself to just dump your feelings out 
dump doing those things is you getting out of your own way because allowing you to then just show up in a different way you know because if we just wake up and do the same thing over and over again what do you think is going to happen the same thing yeah so it's about getting out of the predictable your predictable actions your predictable ways of doing things your predictable like patterns and let's just be real like as human beings we love consistency absolutely and and we love predictability yeah because that means safety it means Mm -hmm. that i can predict and know how to take care of myself in the next thing and then in the next thing but i think the thing that you're articulating really really well is that our soul dies in that when it's too for too long yeah like i'm not saying don't create the habits or the things that you need to then have your spirit thrive yeah yeah but it's like you know sometimes for some people their physical body needs a lot of predictability but that doesn't mean that your soul needs a lot of predictability exactly exactly and i think anxiety and worry and stress and strain end up creating a lot of predictability in the brain yeah but both our brain and our body are inherently lazy. They really just want to find something that like, quote unquote, works. Yep. And they keep doing it. But like you're saying, it's like the fluidity between is this serving me and is this not serving me? And knowing that today having flowers in this room may serve me, but tomorrow I need them in the kitchen. Like you got to f- switch it up. And that's where the, the pause comes in, right? That's where the stillness comes in. Cause then you're able to take inventory. Cause if you didn't have that pause, well, I put those flowers in the, in, in, in the living room today. So I'm just going to leave it there because that's where it's, that's where I put it the first time. But if you take a pause and be like, wait a minute, I'm going to spend most time, most of my time today in the kitchen. So maybe it'll be nicer there. Yeah. And so it's just creating that space so that you can take inventory of what is happening and what it is that you, what you feel and what you need and then moving or flowing in that direction. It's so true and it's like you know we were talking a little bit earlier about how I'm switching a focus into really specializing in self-love. But I what's love that. what's hard for me with that is that the the term self-love has become it's like almost like a buzzword yeah it's a buzzword it's it means so many things that it Mm -hmm. doesn't mean now it Mm -hmm. means self-care it means self-appreciation it means self um acceptance and like i'm not saying that those aren't all things that come from loving ourselves but the true power of what the profoundness of loving ourselves actually creates in our life is making the time for the pause it it's listening to ourselves you know like in when i do couple sessions a lot of the time it comes down to listening to mm-hmm. one another mm-hmm. but it's like is anyone really focusing on listening to themselves there you go and you have to start with you always 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 like there is i cannot contribute to a relationship to my work to my art to my sport to my paintings if i don't have i check in with me you know and so you yeah and i and i and again i think it comes from like it's very contradictory all these like demands that society has on ourselves like yeah 
be be bold but don't be too bold you know (laughs) you know help yourself but don't be selfish and it's like wait what it's so it's so I understand I now get why it was so difficult for me to be able to kind of place all these things and then find myself within all of these things but at some point at some point you just have to get to a point where you're like okay this is this is absolutely ridiculous and really, I am I am the creator of my reality. Let me start rebuilding this because this is a lot of BS. And the pandemic was really when I realized, like, we all realized, like, whoa, this is crazy dumb. Yeah. And I think momentum's going to flow either way. Absolutely. So if well, you start you- pushing that rock up the, like, hill of I'm going to change my reality because I actually can about what I want to experience in this lifetime and my current reality doesn't reflect that okay you know like I'm gonna do it differently yeah and that and like if if you've ever had that thought like wow you're courageous you're bold and that is beautiful and you should definitely follow that you know Mm -hmm. I I recognize that I'm also very I'm very like ballsy you know like I like I uh, I'm adventurous like I I I love doing these things I need it and I know a lot of people it's very scary. Yeah. But fear is funny. It's a funny thing. It's like this funny tactic that life has to kind of like keep us in check. But fear doesn't expand unless you listen to it. Yeah. You can acknowledge it because it exists. Yeah. I get scared all the time. But I tend to not listen to it because I need to listen to my heart more than I need to listen to fear. Yeah. And I think that's so key because... The heart will protect you. 100%. It just won't feel the same way if you listen to your fear. Yeah. Like listening to the heart and the intuition is a very expanding experience. Listening to fear, it can say the same thing, but it's so contracting and it's it creates so much dissonance mm-hmm. in your energy. Yeah, absolutely. And I just, I've, I did that for a very long time. I created a lot of dissonance. I created, a, I allowed myself to exist in a lot of like contradictions and a lot of like just self-deprecating, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I acted with so much guilt at times or like, oh, am I taking up too much space? Am I doing this? Like, I just like this, all these things that I just, it, it put me into a place of like a slight depression. Um, and I'm a very happy person, yeah. you know? But now I realize that, am I happy or do I choose to create a practice that brings me happiness? And that's the difference because I think it's unrealistic to just be like, just be happy. (laughs) Well, well, that's that's asking for a lot. And so, and that's very demanding of, of of an ask you know it's a very demanding ask but if I put it in words of or if I frame it around actually happiness to me is a practice Mm -hmm. it's a practice that I choose and it's a practice that I defined every day and it changes every day and I and I but I get to it by just having a moment of stillness with myself yeah oh okay you know and by welcoming unpredictability like I've said this so many times, but a miracle is only an unpredictable event that we experience as positive. Yep. Yep. And so if we're not creating space for unpredictability to bring good things into our day, so it's like maybe the conversation that you have when you're waiting for your coffee 
changes the rest of your life, you know, but we have to be open to those things happening because, you know, like, especially when, you know, we were both living downtown Toronto, it's like everyone is on a mission to get somewhere and there isn't a lot of space to really find Mm -hmm. those unpredictable moments that could create so much depth and meaning in your day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I even have like uh, given people homework to have a day a week where they have to just listen to their intuition the whole day. So you can't make a single plan. You have to just like leave your house in the morning and follow guidance system. And you know, some days... For those people would end up not as good as yeah. other days truthfully but they could always look at it and say what got in the way in that moment absolutely there's always a lesson to be learned totally right yeah i i love that i think that's such a great exercise and i think that we should all take that into like practice that all the things that i've known up to this point when then i realize i know nothing but i realize like oh i when I knew things, how they were going to unfold, nothing exciting happened. But like, again, the miracle aspect, which is what I'm constantly like being great. I'm like, thank you for the miracle in my life today. <laughs> but it's about opening up space. As you said, it open up space because in the unknown, so many incredible things can happen. We also have to acknowledge that life is the, the duality of life is that good things and bad things, positive and negative, pain and joy, like, you know, and all of these things happen but we can also maintain a level a levelness Mm -hmm. trying to keep a certain level of of i don't know if you want to call it frequency or like levelness or just a little bit of stability within yourself to be able to navigate through all of these things because you it's unrealistic to expect for it to always be peachy you can't you have to know the opposite of peach what is the opposite of peach i don't know but you know what i mean like everything everything has a so Brown. yeah <laughs> so um everything has its two sides so then my goal right now is how do i maintain somewhere around the middle yeah. So that I can enjoy it and then navigate through it when it's not so pleasant. Well, and I think like, listen, every single person knows that you can't get out of this life unscathed. Of course. Absolutely. So like we're going to be dealing with the unpredictable things that happen that are negative no matter what. But if you can also say, like, if I have the space to experience this unpredictable event, I also have the space to then experience a positive, unpredictable event. It means that you're maybe not just dealing with the heavier side of things. Absolutely. Which maybe then again, like balances things out. And I just think we're not as open to the positive, unpredictable. Like we'd rather just comb the unpredictable out of the experience to the best of our abilities. Yeah, I, and I think that's just like a surviving mechanism, you mm-hmm. know? How do I survive in a way that's just like as easy as possible? I'm just not really interested in, in, in surviving. I know I can survive. Mm-hmm. I know I can do it. I want to thrive. Mm-hmm. And that's where my shift has been. And I think that's where the softness is coming from of like, I know I can go through a lot. I know I can endure a lot. I know I can do that. I don't want to do that anymore. I can do it. But that's already so predictable to me. <laughs> You know, I want to thrive. And that's a whole other ballgame. Okay, but this, the fact that you just put thrive and soft together is what's missing. Mm. 
because when someone hears someone say thrive, they immediately think like hashtag girl boss, hashtag pushing through things, meaning that there's a hard barrier that you have to get through to thrive Mm -hmm. rather than like softening all of the places that are hard, all the places that are um, sharp within Mm -hmm. so that we can get to that place of like wow I've just like softened all of my edges and now I can experience what thriving looks like Mm -hmm. and I think like we we have you know people talk a lot about like toxic masculinity but like it's because we just have an out of balance on masculine energy in society currently Mm -hmm. you know and not every society you know some cities and some countries are much more feminine than other ones but just like here in North America like it is quite masculine just the way everything's structured yeah and so when you're saying thrive by soften that's also thrive through femininity absolutely yeah and you know I just want to throw out there at the same time that money is a feminine energy it Mm. flows yeah it does it does it really does and I think that once I realize that I don't need to be hard to thrive Mm -hmm. that's a lie that we've been fed Mm -hmm. um I it was so much more enjoyable my experience and by softening that means I'm a bit more malleable I'm a little more flexible I'm able to enter into spaces into crevices that with my hardness I didn't fit yeah and that's what there was that resistance there I'm like but why am I not fitting I'm trying so hard try less baby yeah (laughs) loosen up yeah soften and things start kind of flowing in a way that is just Oh, it's just so it much. It fills your whole it soul. It fills my soul. And yeah. it's not that I don't work hard. I don't, actually. I work effectively. Mm-hmm. I've figured it out. Um, and I shouldn't say figured it out because I'm still figuring a lot of things. But I have figured a trajectory that I want to continue to right. take. And that this is serving me now. Oh, this is serving me. Wow, actually, my business is now flowing much better my practice and art is flowing and it's growing and I can see the growth every time that I do something um and so the softening has really it really changed me and now I don't feel the need to have to show up everywhere and be that really loud person hear me hear me listen you know I don't need to do that anymore and there's nothing wrong with that it just doesn't serve me anymore um I don't need to be everywhere anymore like I I don't need to um I don't need to be anything only where I want to be yeah you know it's funny that you just segued into your business because I was going to ask like what other than what you just said like what is the impact that you're noticing on the businesses that you're focusing on right now yeah so before I did as we were talking earlier uh, but um, I've been so distracted I've worked on you know this like I work on a thousand projects at a time because like the more I do the more productive I feel you know (laughs) and 
And I was like, this is so ineffective. The more worthy the more, feel. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, this is actually ridiculous. So I started kind of cutting out a lot of the distractions and a lot of the things. And I started saying no to more things. Um, and now I'm just focused on my business, Santa Isla. Um, and I work with um, Emberachami artisans, indigenous artisans in Colombia. And I've been doing it for eight years. And for the first five years, like, you know, I worked on it. But it was like a passion project. I'm like, I can't live yeah. off of this like <laughs> I'll do it because I love it but there's no way but I was approaching it from a very like trying to go from zero to a hundred yeah right that's very hard yeah it's very taxing yeah um and then I took two years off and I was like and then I started doing a bunch of other stuff that I really loved and I did beauty mark which was like this show about beauty and about exploring what it means to be beautiful through the eyes of women entrepreneurs in the beauty space um and so that was great my co-host with rachel hale love you girl um (laughs) and and we it was you know produced by shopify and we traveled around and it was amazing and it was really beautiful to see so worth watching for anyone who hasn't seen it it's so impactful you guys did such an amazing job and i just love how much you get to be seen in that experience yeah, I think that was really important. And I think it was also very important for us to kind of show up as like, you know, two women of color who are not like thick girls, you know, like Rachel's like a super athlete and I'm, you know, not skinny. And that was something. <laughs> no, but it was very difficult for me growing up because uh, I'm from Colombia and like the female body is very much your the main currency as a woman like that is your value you know look at Sofia Vergara yeah I mean like you know that is that is if you don't look like that then (laughs) tough luck buddy you know and so I was told that you know and a lot of my traumas and like lack of self-worth and self-love come from that and thank god I've been able to really work through those and forgive myself forgive my mother and you know talk uh, talk through it all and we all experience some form of like you know like body images and body traumas um but it was really important for me to do that show because it showed me like see See, Jess, like you don't have to look any certain way for you to be talking about beauty. Beauty is you. Is Beauty is who you are and how you take care of yourself. Taking the time for you. That is what beauty is all about, mm-hmm. you know? And so it was really important for me to do that. And it was just like, a, it was more of a lesson for me than anything else. It was very impactful for me um, because I learned a really deep a lesson that was very healing for me that there's no such there's no one way there's no cookie cutter version of beauty like mm-hmm. and r- beauty is just it's really coming within and it's not to sound like a hallmark card but it really is and you know it really really is something that you just have to you have to practice you have to cultivate it you have to nurture it you have to nurture yourself you have to nurture your self-care practice um and at the end of beauty is really about self-love if you love yourself you will glow you glow for sure you know and everybody is because like i've seen a lot of really attractive physically attractive people where you're like wow you're really beautiful and you start talking to them and you're like uh not so much anymore yeah you know um and so it all st- and like at the the physicality of beauty it wears down after a while. Like you can't bank on it. You can bank on it for a while, but like it starts to dwindle. Mm -hmm. And if you especially don't have a practice of taking care of yourself and of like really also feeding your spirit, it's, it's, it shows up and it's not so cute. It's, 
like super anti-cute you know like ew um so that was really that was a really beautiful um experience for me because it really taught me to be like see girl like you don't need to be anything except the way what you are and continue to be curious about the things that make you bring you joy and continue to cultivate them so I did the show I worked on a a few other things and then the pandemic hit again and I was like Okay, instead of me looking a thousand feet forward, how about I just look up where my feet are stepping right now? What's in front of me? And so you start taking inventory, but that the pause allowed me to take inventory of where I was at. And then I was like, wait a minute. Everyone's listening to the pattern here. (laughs) Pause. Really pay attention to where you're stepping. Where are you stepping? where are you stepping look at your feet and I mean that like like metaphorically like where are you right now what's in front of you what is at your reach and work with that um and so I had my business Santa Isla and I was like I really need to kind of take this back because I really had just abandoned it for two years I hadn't posted anything I hadn't made anything I had nothing to sell there was nothing there um and the pause really made me realize and my brother too he's like Chichi, my brother calls me Chichi. Chichi, Santa's is amazing. What are you doing? Come on. And <laughs> and my other friend Maram, just like Santa's is amazing. She's like super fan. And uh, I was like, yeah, it is. And so then the pause allowed me to kind of like look at it, see what's what worked, what didn't work, what what did I do it, and it was the why I loved working with it because I worked with a community that that really deserves to be acknowledged and appreciated and their work is amazing and I was like I love this and I love that it's not you know it's handmade it's like woven with magic it's like there's so much intention behind it like I love this how can I make this work into more of a business and so I started to just like also believe in myself as an entrepreneur you know I'm like wait a minute I I can do this also I want to do this I don't want to work for anybody else like I can't (laughs) I I, I've done like my first job was a Toronto Stock Exchange and honestly like I remember going there love the people yeah I know it's crazy I love the people that I worked with because it was like we I was in the investigative research department it was my first job out of university and um I hated every single minute of it you know I like going out to, to like you know to happy hour with my friends at work but everything else I was like oh this is horrible um i cannot for a single second picture that exactly listen i've done it all i i've done it all um and i realized like yeah no and i did a lot more corporate work i worked for like galen weston on loblaws it was like an internship there after i did like my postgrad learned a lot but i remember his his secretary would say to me just love i (laughs) you're so lovely and you're doing a great job but you don't belong here. Maybe you should go work at Joe Fresh in fashion. And I would laugh. I was like, yeah, no, none of that. Um, no offense to any of these companies are great, but just not for me. Um, but I had to go through all those things to realize like, oh, no, this is not good. And now that I'm like where I'm at, I'm like, yeah, no, I really need to just lean into more of the, my entrepreneurial spirit. And I and I want to. And if that's not for you, that's fine. Do Just listen to what is good for you is -hmm. what I'm trying to say um and so the pandemic hit and I realized like oh yeah okay well I don't want to work for anybody I like being creative um I have this community of people that I work with let's figure it out let's go and so it was just a matter of just like okay trial and error okay let's do 
what's resonating with me and it's crazy how we don't listen to our intuition and again every answer that we can possibly imagine it's already in us Mm -hmm. so the the space really allowed me to figure out and so I started making these little like rings and like smaller things that I simplified the production I Mm. simplified the designs I simplified the method and then now it's like how I'm living my business is actually how it's I can do it now it took me eight years but I did it you know and it was also something about like believing I always believed in it but I didn't believe in myself Mm. and it wasn't until I started really believing in myself as a businesswoman as an entrepreneur that things really started to take off and so but I'm incredibly grateful for my process I just think that sometimes you know how they say oh you don't you don't really listen to other people's experiences you have to go through it I also think that's a load of crock. Like, I really think that we should listen more to other people's experience because we can avoid a lot of things. Again, there's nothing like experience. I understand that. You need to experience whatever you need to experience. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean you need to experience everything. You know, that's it. Like, you can save yourself a couple of bruises, you know? Like, <laughs> you, you know, like, you can, ex- you, can, you, can, you, can, you can really save some energy if you, if you listen carefully. And if you tap in and you, like, let your spirit pick up on things like and you listen to yourself and you listen to your gut you can really avoid a lot of a lot of things Mm -hmm. so I think there's value in like just listening to other people and like taking what serves and what doesn't but listen you know and I really want to draw the parallel for everyone about listening and receiving Mm. because to put yourself in a listening zone whether it's listening to yourself or listening to other people so that you're learning through their experiences you're actually setting your um, self into the state of reception because you're allowing something to come in. Mm-hmm. So that also puts you into that place where you're like, oh, by receiving through listing, I'm also going to start receiving the things that I'm trying to yes. cultivate, manifest, like whatever the specific practice is that you're t- trying to do. It's just like, let's not forget that listening is one of the easiest ways that we can shift ourselves into a state of receiving yes and what i've noticed most and i'll start with me is that i wanted just to be heard i wanted to hear myself talk i didn't i wasn't listening to anybody else right you know and and then and just that small shift also allowed me to soften a lot mm-hmm oh, I don't need to say anything. I can just listen and receive so much. And then from there, if I, if I have to say or if I have anything to say, then say it. But we're in this constant race to be heard and to, he- and to project yourself over everybody else. And I think there's so much value in just like listening. Well, and I think that we've also created a society that listens to people such a specific way Mm. that it's almost like we're at a a deficit of truly listening to one another, of truly seeing one another for that soul, that spirit that's within. It's much more common to see people from their accomplishments, their physical accomplishments, rather than like for who they are. Yeah. And I'm actually... Or even their failures, you know? Yeah, I think like the failure in, in is totality. Like a yeah, you are. Yeah. yeah, the highs and the, the lows. lows. Exactly. Um, in the meditation teacher training that I'm teaching right now, 
a couple of the women were talking about we, we did a exercise where they had to introduce themselves to begin the practice of teaching and they were like I really don't want to talk about my accomplishments when I introduce myself but it's such a new way mm. of of saying this is who I am without saying you know I've been doing this for this long and I have this accreditation and I do and this and uh, yeah <laughs> I've changed this many lives or whatever the thing is that would be applicable to that situation and I just like you know I think if we really took on another practice of learning like how do I want to introduce myself based on who I am good bad beautiful ugly like this is All just who things. I am yeah I mean, the words I am are the only ones that would ever actually be sufficient. But what are there other terms? Are there other like, is it sister, mother, you know, like what what are the things that are actually deeper than what's on the surface of our being? Mm, Yeah. I mean, for me, it would be someone like I um, I would I would I would I probably introduce myself as like, hi. My name is Jess. I love to paint. Um, and I love the smell of the morning. Yeah. You know? And, like, then you get to know kind of, like, oh, she's, well, she's creative and she pays attention. Yeah. You know? I'm she can bare, smell the morning. I can smell the morning. <laughs> you know? So I think that's much more, more interesting than you tell me about, like, what school you went to. I mean, we can get into all of that. Mm-hmm. But, like, I want to know you. Like, you. What triggers you? What tickles you? But, again, it's more about balance. Like, we're just out of balance. Yeah, absolutely. Those, those things where I went to school and what I studied, they're very important because they influence such a huge part of my life. Yeah. But there's other things that live with me moment to moment that don't even get expressed. And those are the nuances that I think are just so much more interesting and, and dynamic, mm-hmm. you know, those little things, those are the things that we need to pay attention to. But again, the way you said, we we're only receptive to like these grand accomplishments, these grand gestures, but it's like all the little things are the ones that make up your day to day really. And like finding an appreciation for them, I think really changes your life from like mundane to like, wow, I live an amazing life, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I think this is the practice of gratitude that people have been like when there's gratitude journals and all the studies about how if you at the end of the night, write three things down that you're grateful for it really increases the practice of your happiness Mm -hmm. but it's like if you say the same three things because they're a given every single night like I'm grateful for my breath I'm grateful for my partner I'm grateful for my life like if you really like take it could be any three things but Mm -hmm. like three things and say it you're not creating enough like diversity in your day yeah to really become grateful for the grandness of your life yeah absolutely my practice right now has been a lot about like being grateful for the things so let's just say i need an answer or clarity i give thanks for the clarity for that situation mm-hmm. i'm i'm already ahead I'm of it ahead of it mm-hmm. i'm grateful for the clarity i am grateful for the answer oh thank you and I put myself in that state of receiving and it works Mm -hmm. 
doesn't it perhaps doesn't work right away Mm -hmm. but then I'm grateful for the practice of 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 patience Mm -hmm. you know I'm grateful for that I'm able to practice patience in this exercise right now I'm grateful for that and the and it just switches the situations of me getting like upset or anxious about it I'm like I'm practicing gratitude or I'm practicing patience that is a luxury that a lot of people will never even comprehend Mm-hmm. you know um and then it just it impacts my emotional body in a different way like th- you start healing through the, that well, healing you yourself to flow there you go you're not blocked you're not stagnant you're I'm not, not resisting yeah I'm not resisting I'm yeah. not resisting not nope 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 yeah no. get out of your way yeah get out of your way mm-hmm. that's good yeah. <laughs> I want to um you kind of touched on it before but I want to go back to you getting more comfortable with your body mm-hmm. and becoming a model. It's just like I'm not know. a model. I model. I do modeling. <laughs> it's the act of modeling that I do. But yeah, no. Yes, thank you. Yes. Yes. I'm still having a hard time like saying that I'm a model, but yes. I do a lot of modeling. It's so funny. Uh, But even there, that's me resisting. Like, woo! You know? Um, It's a practice. It's an everyday practice of embracing it and accepting it. But yes, thank you. Go on. Put that (laughs) face in your walk, girl. Um, I just feel like, you know, as someone who's also very much struggled with the way that my physical body looked growing up. And I mean... The interesting thing is that I just thought that I was undeserving of love because I wasn't thin. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. same and girl. I blamed everything Re- on it. Oh, me too. I didn't get a job. Oh, it's because I'm not skinny. Yeah. He doesn't love me. Oh, it's because I'm not skinny. Everything boiled down to that. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It's so, oh my God, it's so ridiculous. I laugh about it now, but it was very real. Yeah. And I, and I know it's very real for a lot of people. Well, and even starting to teach yoga, because when I started 11 years ago, it was like I was the plus size yoga teacher. Mm-hmm. But I was like 50 pounds lighter then than I was now. But I I didn't even like appreciate where I was at at that time because that like comparison was really like killing me. Yeah. You know? And it's just, it's so beautiful and interesting to see how much we have actually evolved in that way. Absolutely, yeah. It's not that I don't think about my weight anymore. I, I very much do. It's just not to the same extent that yeah. I used to. It's not going to dictate how I move in this world. Right. And because before it did, it dictated and it it, it it gave me a value, you know? Well, and you you said it earlier and I want to highlight it. It's like by taking up more space because your physical body takes up space is very different than your soul taking up space yeah. in a place. And I wanted to take up the least amount of space possible so that I didn't like as if I could hide yeah. that, that I was like yeah. a different size yeah. or something. Yeah. I don't know what it was, Yeah, but I know I can relate to that. It's very interesting. And I just think like what a bold reframe to actually go like, no, I'm going to show my body in a way that's 
like still flattering and beautiful, but that I'm not afraid yeah. to be seen mm-hmm. for everything that it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that took a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has been, I would say, the core of my work in finding self-love. Um, it's of been overcom- my physical body, too. Yeah, yeah, my physical body has been at the center of it all. Um, because for me, it was like mentally and emotionally, I feel very connected, but I felt completely fragmented from my physical body. I'm like, it doesn't make sense. I shouldn't be in this body. And I kept on resisting it and resisting it and resisting it and resisting it. When I realized, I'm like, wait a minute, I have an able body. I can move. I can jump. I can, I can, I can move freely. That is oh my god that is such an incredible blessing like to be able to move have you ever been injured and it's like oh my god or to people who have disabilities or you know it's it is crazy um to not appreciate your body and what it can do for you and that it carries you through this existence and so when i started to really just um appreciating that from a place of like genuine like like gratitude or just oh my god I'm so sorry that I was so mean to you and when I stopped being such a bully to myself because I was so nice to everybody else Mm -hmm. so kind to everybody else but to myself I was like taking it out all on me the things that I really wanted to say to other people I just said it to me and when I just I flipped that switch I was like no no this this is unsustainable like I'm just going to continue to make myself sicker and sicker and sicker um it, it's it, it's been life-changing and now like i i'm you know doing all kinds of like modeling and fitness shoots which is amazing and like i love to work out it's my favorite thing in the world like i think i'm gonna go do get my personal training certificate <laughs> like i love it i absolutely love it um and the fact that i can do it is like what's always like blows my mind and as we get older i just want to keep being as healthy and as strong as possible because i want to be able to move through this world with like confidence and grace um and it doesn't matter what you look like like this is my body mm-hmm. in this lifetime i am going to make the best out of it mm-hmm. i just refuse to live my life in the shadows of like what i should be in based on whose opinion i don't i don't give i don't give i don't give a yeah about anything no what only matters is like, how do I feel? Am I doing the best thing for myself? Again, the pause allows me to be like, am I making the best decision right now for my body? Hmm. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. And if I'm not, try again. Yeah. You know, but it's also releasing the guilt around it. I felt guilty for living in this body. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But that's society. Like society will do that. The pressures, my family, the cultural, the, the, my, the cultural pressures. But once I realized like, okay, I really need to let go of this because it's only harming myself. When I took out all the stuff, when I realized like, if I continue to move and operate under these pretenses of, I need to be this way, I should be this way, why don't I look this way? All I'm doing is the only damage that's happening is like me. And then then what's happening with my life, my existence? I only have this life. And tomorrow is not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. All I have is right now. And I can't be living my present while I'm constantly narrating myself into believing that I'm not good enough. Like, 
I can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's just no. It's a big no for me. No, no more. I can't do it. I did it for many years. And now the peace that I have with myself, mm-hmm. there's still times that I look at my mirror and I'm like, yeah, I wish that was a little bit different, but you know what? But then I remember like the totality of it. I can move. I can jump. I can swim. I can go for a hike. I can lay down. I can crouch. I can go in a handstand. I can like, I can lay, I can do the splits. I can do so many things. Why am I not going to celebrate that? You know, and I, so like even from the movement perspective, it's huge. And then I started learning also about what our bodies do beneath the surface. Like the cell regeneration, like the amount of processes that are happening without my knowledge that are supporting my life in a way that I could never even truly comprehend. No, absolutely not. And just like that cell regeneration is like always, it blows my mind. It's like, whoa, I'm constantly becoming new. Yeah. You know, I'm not the same every seven years. I'm a whole new person. I'm not the same person that I was when I was like suffering with like my mom telling me that I wasn't pretty enough because I wasn't skinny enough. And like we've talked about that. We've forgiven her. So why am I still carrying that emotional baggage? If physically I'm not that person anymore on a cellular level, then emotionally, why am I still holding on to that? It doesn't make any sense. But it it's because that by holding on to that, we think that we're protecting ourselves from it happening again. Absolutely, yeah. And so it's really staring those thoughts and patterns in the face to say, you know what, this isn't protecting me. It's hurting Hurting me. me. It's harming me. Mm -hmm. I'm not okay when I carry this with me. But I don't know what, I don't know exactly where this evolutionary process started, but it's a lie. Yeah. You know, like we don't, that's not what protects you. What protects you is listening. Is it safe for me to be in this space right now? Is this person someone who can hold space for me? Or can I hold enough space for myself that it doesn't even matter? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just like, you got to listen to those answers. Yeah. And listen to yourself. So that you can be free. Go within so you don't go without. <laughs> yeah. It always go back. In, it go. It really, really, really goes back to that, you know. And and um, yeah, listening to yourself. Whoa, big. It's a huge one. It's a huge one. I think that's what really like gave me the courage to then really soften mm-hmm. and to just show up the way I feel I need to show up. And sometimes that's really loud. Sometimes that's really like, you know, (laughs) cheerful. And other times it's me being very quiet Mm -hmm. and unfazed. Mm -hmm. And other times it's me being really ridiculous um, and fun, you know, but I, but there's a time and place for everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm just letting, listening to myself. What is that time right now? Mm -hmm. Okay. What is it time for? You know, but it's time to like really just, you know what it's always time for? To love yourself. Mm-hmm. And that is the hardest but simplest thing. It's so simple. The key is love yourself, to find yourself worthy, to be gentle enough with yourself, to be kind to yourself, to not bully yourself. And it's even, always time for that. Even if after this whole conversation you don't know what it means to love yourself, like I know I feel like a lot of people get stuck in like I don't know how. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that looks like, even though there's been some major keys in here. 
it's like just because you don't know don't dismiss it it's Absolutely. worth pursuing it's worth staying open to mm-hmm. um because yeah I promise you it is the most profound experience that you'll ever have in your life is learning to love yourself yeah and that's why we got to reclaim the term self-love yeah because to call it love itself it's too broad and love means so, so many things mm-hmm. so this frequency specifically of loving oneself needs to be reclaimed on so many levels on, and it's it's a very personal thing mm-hmm. right for me it's always been also like looking at with the pause being able to take inventory of like what do i usually do under these circumstances and how do i usually feel under these circumstances and it doesn't usually feel the nicest Mm -hmm. you know so then i'm like okay so then i don't know exactly what the opposite is but i'm not going to do the same thing again right i don't know what's on the other side but i'm gonna just try to not repeat the same pattern if i did something and then i'm just gonna go do something that makes like because we do a lot of like self like self-damaging self-deprecating you know things as a reaction to doing something that we know we're like oh we shouldn't have done that you know or feeling guilty so i'm like i'm gonna drop the guilt for doing what i did just for this time. Let's see what happens. I'm going to drop it. I'm going to drop the guilt. I'm No, I'm going to stop it right now. No. I acknowledge that you're there, but I'm not going to let you in. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And I kept on doing that. And I kept on trying to do the same. The day, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I get it. Okay. Self-love is just like really listening to myself mm-hmm. and then following it trusting my intuition Mm -hmm. that led me to like these places of like oh wait i i can do this i i feel i feel so feel so nice this feels uplifting i feel like my my frequency is like like elevating i don't feel like crying i don't feel (laughs) depressed anxious you know i'm like okay uh, let me just how do i it's not avoiding those things because those things will come up. It's about acknowledging, but not necessarily allowing it to take over. Mm-hmm. It's like emotions are, and thoughts, they're like an, somebody coming up to your door and knocking. You don't have to let them in. <laughs> you know they're there. Yeah. You don't have to, but I, before I would let everybody in, come sit on the couch and let, do you want some tea? Yeah, let's, do you want some wine? Oh yeah, let's, let's drink all the wine mm-hmm. and with my, all my negative, you know, feelings of guilt and shame and like not unworthiness and I would just get drunk with them. <laughs> Literally and figuratively speaking, you know? And so... Again, uh, I love a glass of wine, but I don't want to use it as a crutch anymore, as a babysitter to those emotions, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So it became, for a while, I didn't drink anything because I was like, I'm doing this for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. And I'm very grateful that I had the ability to like witness that and see that, give myself space to kind of like, okay, I'm not going to try that. I'm going to give myself a break from this. 
Um, and now I drink again. I, I, I love wine, you know, but I don't use it as a babysitter anymore. Mm-hmm. And, it, and and like wine, it could be anything. It could be like sh- over shopping. It could be anything that we use as a babysitter to our things that we don't like to feel. Like, let me just cover it up yeah. instead of like, let me just face what it is because it's probably not that scary. Yeah. When you face it. Yeah. Or, and there's something, or it is well, it's like scary. Being scared of the dark, right? Yeah. Like you're in the dark, you're like coming up with what's here, what's in the room, what's happening. You, then you turn on the light and there's nothing there. Yeah, there's nothing there. Yeah. And and the light is your self-love. Mm-hmm. Your self-love is what will give you light in the face of everything. Yeah. You got to shed the light on the dark. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So I can understand how it can be a little bit confusing. What does it actually mean? You don't need to know what it means. You just need to follow your intuition. Mm-hmm. And start practicing things. A big part of that is feeling, reopening ourselves to feeling. We've really numbed and like, you know, you just spoke about it, but alcohol, over shopping, over exercising, over exercising, overeating. They're all numbing agents. Yeah. I did all of those. I overate, overdrank, and overexercised in order to compensate all of them. So, like, I overdrank to not feel sad, and then I would overeat because I overdrank too much, and then I would go overexercise because I needed to rebalance, and it was, like, disastrous. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so there was no results. There was no feeling good about it. It was just, like, a really unhealthy cycle. And now I, like, exercise because I love it and it's so I feel so strong and I feel so empowered and it just like I can shift my energy it comes from a whole different place and it's like I'm not and then I know when to take a break like I didn't go work out today no big deal Mm -hmm. great Mm -hmm. I don't have to work out every day if I can I I love to do it I don't need like I don't need like a I don't need like a, a like an accountability partner I don't need a buddy I don't need somebody to come and tell me let's go to the gym I don't need that I love to do it. Mm-hmm. So that is part of my my happiness practice. Uh, so I make sure that I make time to move in whatever capacity it is. Mm-hmm. A walk, a stretch, breathing is cardio, I'm just saying. Breathing is cardio and like it's breathing by doing proper breath work, we can help the regeneration of ourselves. Oh, yeah. We change our biochemistry. Oh yeah. So and that you create movement in your body. body. Yeah. You're aiding that whole process because mm-hmm. we're so we're so accustomed to not breathing. We have such shallow breathing as society. We're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you hold, breathe, <laughs> hold your breath like you're lifting something. <laughs> when you actually you need to like let it all out, breathe. So I think that's a huge, huge shift for me too. Is like practicing breaths, and it's not easy. It's crazy that something that we do involuntarily is difficult. Well, totally. And I think when I started looking at childbirth Mm. and realizing how key breathing still is in the delivery room, it made me realize like if you can like breathe a baby out. You can breathe any situation. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I never thought about it like that. But yes, absolutely. That is terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) yeah no absolutely you know like no matter what your birth situation is like you're gonna have to breathe through it you have to breathe through it like even if it's you know c-section and you're scared or whatever like you're gonna breathe through that experience and get yourself into a place of like okay like 
I'm having a baby right now and I got to breathe this. And what's what I find really interesting, too, is like when you go through, you know, you go through any situation, you start panicking. What is the first thing they say to you? Deep breaths, Mm -hmm. deep breaths, deep breath, like deep breathe in, breathe in, fill your body, like fill it, fill it with air. And you do that and you naturally start calming down. You'll start, you know, your heart rate will start to normalize so even the the practice of or or establishing a a breathing practice a conscientious breathing practice Mm -hmm. is i think a really good place to start your self-love practice for sure and i think because we hear take deep breaths so often it does lose its power Mm. and so again it's the same thing as self-love it's like you have to go back to okay I haven't tried anything that's maybe worked for me yet but what are other breathing techniques like what are other things that I could it's not about abandoning that essential truth Mm -hmm. it's just like okay I'm gonna figure out a way to make it work for me yeah and that's that's what it is that's it my recipe is not going to taste good to you Mm -hmm. maybe it will Mm -hmm. but you need to find your own recipe and Mm -hmm. it's just creating the space to find what that looks like that is self that is part of Mm self-love that you're taking the time and you're making the commitment to yourself to figure out what it is that really is important to you Mm -hmm. and trying to cut out all the distractions because distraction and change is the only thing that you can always count on Mm that you're still going to take the time to figure out what is what makes you you what makes you tick and what makes what makes you tickle what makes you what triggers you and what will take you to that next place that of evolution of, evolution, of your evolution of your journey of your process that is bold that is daring and that is self-love to mm-hmm. me i love that yeah. thank you so much Oh my gosh, thank you. How can people keep in touch with you? Well, they can, um, you can follow Santa Isla. Uh, so it's Santa Isla, so like Santa Isla. S-A-N-T-A-I-S-L-A dot com or Santa Isla on Instagram. Uh, you could also drop me an email, hola at Santa Isla dot com. And yeah. Can okay. watch Beauty Mark. If you put Beauty Mark uh, series uh, or Into Shopify, like or you can Google it and it'll, and it'll show up. I should have it on my website. But yeah, it's all there. Thank you. I love you. Oh, I love you. And I'm so appreciative of this time. Yeah, You're amazing. You. You're a gem. I love you. Love you too. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope today's episode shed some light. Let us know how it resonated with you. And if it did, share with someone you love. Hit the subscribe button and follow along on our Instagram, shedsome.light, or our website, shedsomelight.ca.